This week, the Road to Cinema podcast talks with director Stacey Souther as we discuss his Kickstarter campaign for the documentary Valerie, chronicling the life and career of the Oscar-nominated actress Valerie Perrine, who is featured in Lenny, starring Dustin Hoffman, as well as the 1978 Superman, opposite Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman. The documentary features an intimate look inside Valerie's present-day health struggles while taking us on the journey of Valerie's amazing life and career with interviews with collaborators and friends, such as Jeff Bridges, Stacey Keach, Lonnie Anderson, George Hamilton, and many more. We'll also learn about the incredible perks you can receive by donating to the Kickstarter campaign, which includes some rare Superman memorabilia. And you can find the link to the Kickstarter campaign for the documentary Valerie within the podcast description for this episode. For more information on the Road to Cinema podcast, you can follow us on Twitter, at Jog Road, Instagram, at Jog Road Productions, our Facebook page, Jog Road Productions, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Jog Road Productions, for our latest video interviews with Don Cheadle, Ewan McGregor, Greta Gerwig, and many more. Subscribe and rate the Road to Cinema podcast on iTunes. You can leave us a nice review on the iTunes podcast page under the Road to Cinema podcast. And now we join director Stacy Souther, as we learn all about the Kickstarter campaign for his new documentary, Valerie, chronicling the life and career of Oscar-nominated actress Valerie Perrine. So I uh, sort of stumbled upon the Kickstarter campaign through Instagram. I saw you were putting the film together, and from what you mentioned before, before we started recording, this has been about a three-year process so far. Yeah, it's been three and a half years, actually. Uh, so let's talk about how you discovered Valerie Perrine personally. How did that connection begin? Um, Valerie and I live in the same neighborhood. And it had been about 11 years ago, I, um, I would see this woman walking her dog, and I would be walking my dog, and my dog kind of ruled the neighborhood, thought he ruled the neighborhood. <laughs> so he would kind of, you know, get a little feisty with other dogs. So I would always turn around and walk the other way. So one day I said, hey, you know, just let him say hi and then it'll be cool. So he did and everything was cool, whatever. And I had this idea of this woman because I'd see her backing out her 1973 Suburban, big floppy hat, big sunglasses. And I thought, oh, she must be a widow. You know, that's her husband's car and she's just kept, kept it because she loved him so much or something like that. So then... One day, Valerie bumps into me, and I've been on a run, you know, so I don't have my dog. And we start talking, and she, I'm like, what do you do? She's like, I'm an actress. And I'm kind of like, okay, like, who's not in this town, right? And then she goes, uh, if you ever want to take your dog on a hike with me, I've got this secret place nobody knows about. So I said, okay, that's cool. And we keep talking, and then uh, she was giving me her email address that she had at the time. And I'm really bad with names, and I didn't. I didn't know her name. I didn't know who she was anyway, you know, really. I mean, I didn't know her by name as an actress, right? So then I say, hey, you know, I, I can you tell me your name again? I, I can't remember your email. And she said, do you know what IMDb is? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an actor. She said, did you ever see the movie Lenny? And I said, no, I mean, I know what it is. And she goes, literally, she goes, did you ever see Superman? I was like, yeah. She was like, I was Miss Tessmacher. I was like, oh, okay, I know who you are. And I still didn't 
I mean, I knew she was, but I didn't know who she was, you know? I didn't know, like, her career. And then what happened was she was going to have this major back surgery. So we went on our hike, and she said, maybe you can kind of help me out during my back surgery, because I would help out friends of mine doing odd things, you know, whatever to, like, you know, stay afloat at the time. So I started helping Valerie out and, you know, just taking her to doctor's appointments and whatever. So... um we ended up just, we became like family, you know, so we became really close. So what happened was Valerie's health started to deteriorate. Um, she got, she was really good for a while. She, the back surgery was really tough on her, but then she recovered and got, you know, kind of got, you know, pretty much back to normal. And then other things started happening. You know, she had essential tremors like Catherine Hepburn. So she would kind of shake. And so she was going to have this surgery for that. That's where, when you watch the uh, uh, the Kickstarter video, where the surgery piece in that, she's going in to have, it's called um, uh, DBS. It's a deep brain stimulation. So they go into your, they map your brain, go into your brain, and, and they set up this probe, and it does a current that controls, uh, uh, controls your shakes. Okay. So anyway, she had she was going to have that, so I thought, you know what, I need to document this. Because I'd always thought that Valerie needed a documentary done about her, but at that point, I, I'd i never shot anything. I, I was an actor. I didn't know anything about a camera. So I literally kind of got thrown into it through another project that I was doing. So I knew a little bit about shooting, so I just borrowed a camera, and I went to the hospital, and I shot this stuff, you know? Wow. So that's how it... That's how it began. And then from the hospital, you know, her being home and I mean, there's crazy stuff. I mean, as soon as she got home from the hospital, you know, she was here for a while and her brother was in town and he's a neuropsychologist. So he was in town for the surgery. She, I went home, which I, you know, I live close by and he called me. He's like, get over here. We have to take her back to the hospital. She can't talk. So we rush her to the hospital and she has the seizure and it's crazy. Like then she can't, you know, she has a seizure and she can't like talk or anything. Right. It's like, like she can just kind of look at you. It's really, it was really like heartbreaking for me. And I actually, I actually have footage, a little bit of that, like me trying to talk to her just from my iPhone because I wasn't recording it for this. I was recording it just, you know, for doctors is what I had it for. So anyway, um, and then, you know, I got some of the recovery process and things like that. That's kind of how the whole uh, beginning of the documentary started. Yeah. Well, Valerie Perrine, for everybody to know, I mean, Lenny, she was nominated for an Oscar for, and she began her career. She was a model. She she was actually in Playboy uh, before she, that. What happened was, um, and I, I gotta, I'm going to say this because people listening, it's either it's Perrine or per, some people, they call her both. Every interview that I ever read... Sometimes it would be the divine Miss Perrine, or it'd be the clean Miss Perrine. So it goes both ways. I just want to. Oh no! Did I? I think I. You were saying you were saying Perrine. Yeah. But again, people go both ways. But most people, most people, it's Perrine. What happened was she kind of ran away from home after uh, after I think she did one quarter or semester in college, and that wasn't for her. So she ran off to Vegas. And she literally knocked on the back doors of, um, you know, casinos, and she was really pretty, so she got a job being a showgirl. And she did that for eight years in Vegas, 
uh, and eventually she became the lead in the Lido, and that was a topless thing. And I'll give you one really interesting uh, story. In one year, three of Valerie's boyfriends died in Vegas, three guys she was dating. Three guys within one year. Three guys within wow. one year. One guy flew his plane into a, a, a mountain or something. Um, the other guy, she was engaged to this guy, love of her life, and she never got over this. He was, uh, he was a gun collector, and so he had just bought this World War II Luger, and uh, he had it in his, like his pocket or in, shoved in his, uh, you know, in his pants or something. And it was late at night, and he was carrying his dry cleaning in, and back in those days, it was, you know, wrapped in the brown paper. He's carrying his dry cleaning in, and somehow the gun slips out of his pants or wherever it was and it discharged the bullet literally ricocheted off of the steel door to his house and kills him uh. and she never got over that she never that's part of the reason she never married or any of that third guy valerie was supposed to go to a hollywood party she was dating this hairdresser in hollywood and so she, it was all set up you know she was um you know somebody was going to work for her and everything the last minute the girl you know canceled she couldn't do it like she she couldn't work like she got really sick or something happened so valerie had to stay and do her her vegas show well the party she was supposed to go to was sharon tate's party and she oh. was going with jay sebring so if she would have gone to this party she would have been part of the manson murders she would have been dead so it's like she's had this crazy life, you know, it's, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. But I mean, you know, it's like the life that Valerie's led, if, you know, if temp, if people, if people would love to have 10% to experience 10% of like, you know, what she's experienced all, you know, her whole life, like it's an amazing life. And that's another reason I wanted to do a documentary on her because, you know, the fans, you know, love it. And also with, um, with the struggles she's having in, in battling Parkinson's and essential tremors, you know, it's, it's not a good, you know, it's not a good outlook for anybody, but, you know, it's nice for regular, you know, just the regular population who always thinks, oh, movie stars have this incredible life. They're Nothing immune ever. to everything. They're immune yeah. to everything. Exactly. And what happens is usually, you won't hear for somebody from a long time. The next thing you hear is they passed away and then it comes out they they were battling something and it was secret, mm -hmm. you know. But Valerie's being, you know, very brave and letting me document all these things to share with the world. You know, it's, you know, Michael J. Fox, is he's the Parkinson's guy, you know. But, you know, I think it'll just be great for regular people to say, look, she's going through this and it's, it's not good. You know, it's not to give them some amazing hope that, oh, I'm going to get cured, but look, she's dealing with the same thing I'm going through. You know, I'm not alone. So that's another reason we, uh, well, what caught my attention about the documentary too is, um, you know, I, I hadn't seen much written about Valerie over the last many years. Yeah. And I had known her from Lenny. That was sort of what grabbed my attention, even above Superman. I'm such a huge fan of that film. Uh, so seeing this, what you were doing, it was fascinating to me to sort of rediscover this person who I thought had essentially disappeared. There's a certain 
part of the population like you who they they know who she is. You know, if you're over a certain age, you know, you know who she is because she was one of the biggest movie stars and the largest sex symbols of the 70s, you know, into the 80s. But example, I went to the New Beverly. They were they were actually showing Lenny. And I thought, oh, I'll try to get some interviews from some of the, uh, you know, some of the audience, you know, yeah. this should be kind of cool. And so, you know, it's the second show, there's a line of people. So I have my camera and I'm like, who here is Valerie Perrine fans? It's like crickets. And there's like 20 people in line. And they're like, who? I'm like, the female lead in the film you're about to see? They're like, uh, I've never seen this movie. I'm like, well, Superman? You know, Miss Tessmacher? And like one guy was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know who you're talking about. But it was so weird. So, again, like, I want to bring, I want to, I want the part of the world that doesn't know who she is and doesn't know her work to discover and people that may have forgotten about her to rediscover, you know? Like you said, you, you saw it on Instagram, I think. Or, yeah, that's like, what caught my attention uh, first, Instagram. You had posted a lot of different things about interviews you were doing and then yeah. the Kickstarter campaign going up. Yeah, so Instagram, I mean, Facebook, okay? She has her Facebook page that, that I, you know, that I kind of handle for. And, I mean, I'm get you know, she gets like 10, 15 people a day friend requesting her. You know, it's so weird. You would think, like, you know, how did they, did the movie just come on and brought it back, them, her back to their attention? Or, but she has a legion of fans. We used to do autograph uh, signings, you know, when she, uh, when, when we were doing that. And you would have such a range of different people because, you know, her first film was Slaughterhouse-Five. That's a certain kind of movie. Lenny, that's a certain kind of movie. Superman, whole other kind of movie. And then you get into, like, Can't Stop the Music, you know. So her fan base is, like, such a wide variety of people from every age. I mean, you know, there'd be young girls that would come up and say, oh, I love you in this. That movie, you know, it made me, you know, feel like this. Or, you know, you'll have, you know, the people that are her age or older that know her. What's interesting, you mentioned before about, you know, you didn't have any filmmaking experience when you ventured into this, and now it's been a few years making it. What have you learned along the way about documentary filmmaking, about sort of the persistence of how long it takes to make a, a film like this? Because I'm sure that there's still a lot more to tell in Valerie's story as, as time is progressing in a way. Yeah, when, well, when I started, again, it was more of like, let's document this thing let's do a documentary you know it would be kind of like her biography i thought you know Just the whole little, arc of the her whole life. the whole yep. arc of her life but then you know it i never knew that you know nobody thought that she was going to go through these health things so what happened as i was shooting the story changed and it and it's still changing so you know again things that I never would have thought of, you know, hospital visits, um, you know, um, just everything that goes into, into, you know, her diagnosis of hearing you have Parkinson's, you know, all of those things. It's just evolved into um, where we are now, and it's still evolving, you know. But getting into the shooting part, you know, 
it's weird because I kind of like learned as I went, you know, and I got, I got equipment as I went too. I'm like, oh, you know, I need, you know, I need that new light. Oh, let me get that new camera that has autofocus on it. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, that's one of the biggest things every, I'm sure every filmmaker knows you have that important shot or that important interview and in your mind, you're like, oh, I just hope it, you know, I want to, I want to be in focus because the last thing I'm going to do is get home and then it's like, ah, oh, and yeah, that person. It's a nightmare scenario. A nightmare scenario. Yeah. And the person that you, that person may not want to do another interview. You may have lost it, you know, and I've, for this project, I've done, you know, a lot of big names. And the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, sound, anything like that. Yeah. You just, it's, you know, a nightmare. We have a lot of great people that have participated. Jeff Bridges being one of them. But what are some of the interviews that you've done over I've, the years? Um, I've done Jeff Bridges. I've done George Hamilton. I've done um, Angie Dickinson. Um, I've done. Let's see who else have I done? I've done so many. Stacy Keach, I think. I, I did Stacy yeah. Keach. Stacy was great. Um, I, I just did Lonnie Anderson. Wow. One of those people. You know why she became a star walks in the room she just has that presence sweetest nicest one of the most beautiful women and one of the best interviews i've had she was just on it you know everything was great you know and the love for valerie from many of the people that you've spoken to has that been very consistent among the love for valerie is it's it it's consistent with everyone because also a lot of people don't know that she's going through this you know, some people haven't seen her in, you know, 20 years or something just because, you know, because she traveled all over the world. Yeah. And lived, when people work her. on movies, they're together in that intimate space for that period of time, but then everybody separates and goes on their exactly. own Exactly. You know, people think that people are always like, they're, they're best <laughs> friends all the time, like you always hang out, but you know, it's, it's work. You do a movie and then you might not see the person again for 10 years, you never know. But that's one of the good things that came from the interviews you know i did tell people what she was going through and you know they were very supportive yes i'll do an interview and i would do the interview and the last question i always ask is is there anything you want to say to valerie and so they do a into the camera and you know they'll say you know something nice supportive how they miss her or you know something really great and whenever i finish an interview as soon as i you know i get back I show it to Valerie because that, you know, that helps, you know, it helps bring your morale up, you know, it helps right. you, you know, it just bring, it's brings you happiness for that five, 10 minutes or whatever the interview is. I think also too, in, in this industry, what people don't realize is that, you know, it's, it's so disposable, you know, someone is a, is out there in the public eye and is being, is giving, is given all this positivity and then years go by and people forget. Oh. And I think it's so important that we, take a look back remember you know other people had these big careers and had an impact on film and on the medium and to really appreciate what they've contributed oh for sure um you know again like you said earlier it's like people rediscovering valerie you know with any you know there's there's the certain people like a jeff bridges he's had a career forever there's never been you know and he's always great everybody knows him everybody loves him but, you know, there's other people like, you know, like Valerie, who, you know, who've, who's done all these amazing movies. You know, she was nominated or won everything for Lenny. 
you know, she's nominated for an Oscar. She won Cannes. She won the BAFTA. She won the New York. F yeah. uh, and film if you look back and watch the film, I mean, she is she is the film. I mean, her and Dustin Hoffman, it's it's their film. Oh, it's amazing what what she does in that film. I mean, when you see that film, and and again, also for me to add, she never had an acting class. Really? She's a, she's a hundred percent natural. When she was, she had when she got her seven year contract at Universal. They said we don't want you, to, don't don't take a class because she was she, she's like a sponge, you know. And she a great director, she's an amazing actress. Bob Fosse said. On it was the day of the Oscars, he sent her a telegram, and we have it, and you'll see it, you'll see it in the um, in the documentary. It says. No matter what happens tonight, you're the best actress I've ever worked with. Love, Bobby. Mm -hmm. oh, come on, that's Bob Fosse. And now, if people know Bob Fosse, he was not the easiest person to work with, and he was very, very tough. I mean, in theater and in film. So oh, to get yeah. something, to get a compliment like that from Bob Fosse is unbelievable. Oh, for sure. Especially from someone, as you mentioned, who didn't have that classical training. No, and he worked with her. They, they worked well together because... Okay, there's a there's a, a like a scene where she's supposed to a, kind of a lesbian thing that Lenny wants her to have, you know. So they bring this other girl in for a minute, and Valerie, you know, is not attracted to women at all. You know, she was going to have a hard time doing this intimate thing with this woman. So Fosse, he choreographed it like a dance. So it you know everything had its beat and its moment. So that. She that's that's how she did it, and that's why it looks so uh, so real and so great, you know. But it's again, it's those great directors, George Roy Hill for her. Um, yeah, Slaughterhouse Five is really an amazing film. People should check that out and rediscover it. Oh, they should the, totally the way check it's it out. edited and the structure of it, it's really unique. Oh, it's it's a great. I mean, it's a great movie, and I think it's one of the best um, book adaptations because that's that would be a hard film to do from a book you know if yeah, you've ever a Kurt read the Vonnegut book. book is very interior in the mind oh. so to translate that into a film is, is is rough but George Roy Hill I think really accomplished it oh he did and there's actually there's a making of I don't think it's out there anywhere I've seen it and it's so interesting to see you know George Roy Hill doing his things, you know. Um, oh, on, and on the set documentary. On the set, wow. it's on the set documentary. That's all it is is the making of Slaughterhouse Five, and it's it's incredible. And then it gets into Valerie's stuff, and it, there's some great you know stuff in there with her. Um, but again, like Richard Donner, yeah. you know, she's worked another with uh, great film. She was in The Border with oh, Jack the, Nicholson. The Border uh, uh, with Terry Richardson, I believe, is the uh, oh Tony uh, Richardson. Tony yeah. Richardson. Tony sorry, Richardson. that's it. Yeah. And another great movie. I mean, uh, it's weird because it seems like a, a lesser-known movie, but there is a, quite a huge fan base and people that do know that movie. Yeah, great performances from Valerie and Jack Nicholson, Harvey Keitel. Mm -hmm. uh, Shannon Wilcox, who plays Keitel's uh, wife, she's actually um, she's actually does an interview in my documentary because. The last movie that Valerie did was called Silver Skies, and it was about all of these older people in kind of a, a retirement kind of apartment home, and um, they end up they're they're going to get kicked out. There's basically the story of it, 
but it had these great people in it. You know, uh, George Hamilton, um, Alex Rocco, um, Marriott Hartley, uh, you know, all these great people. So Alex, who you would know from The Godfather and all these movies, like you'd know as soon as you yeah, see him, you're like, great oh, character actor. Great character yeah. actor, amazing guy. He played Valerie's like love interest, but he's not the tough guy. You know, you always see him as kind of the, the, the muscle or, you know, like that in a movie. This, he was more this, like, sweet thing. And uh, he, I interviewed him. Well, when they were working on this thing, he's like, oh, my wife's going to come. And she comes, and it's Shannon Wilcox, who Valerie worked with on the border. So it's, it was this weird little thing. I interviewed Alex. I, I hate to say this, but he also passed away not long after I interviewed him. That may have been his last interview. He gives this amazing, like, sweet, sweet interview. And then I interview Shannon, and it's great having a woman that's worked with Valerie, especially then when Valerie is still, you know, still a huge, huge movie star, and it's Nicholson and the yeah, whole this thing. This is the early 1980s. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, I think it was 82, um, and it was just great to hear like what she would say, you know, Valerie's advice to her, being kind of a newer actress. You know, she was like, um, you know, oh, whenever you go out, look the best. You never know who you're going to see. You know, you have to be ready for your public and. You know, when I put the clothes on, that's when I kind of become the character. I mean, she said all this great stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, again, that's another uh, lesser-known great movie. I mean, you know, she was in... She pops up in The Electric Horseman with uh, Robert Redford. Oh, I forgot and, about that. And, yeah, uh, Sidney Pollack uh, directed that. Yeah, yeah. a Sidney Pollack film. You know, she's not in it long, but it's a great scene between her and Redford. Another great... Her second film, which was another great movie is The Last American Hero with Jeff Bridges which is a fun film again yeah, which I, I believe that was the one of the first movies for Jeff Bridges as a lead right? yeah it yeah. was exactly and I, I think it's um, the, guy, the director's last name is Johnson uh, and I can't remember his first name um, but yeah I mean another you know lesser known movie but I mean one of Bridges first like leading man roles and you know you know I mean, they, they had their little on-screen fling or whatever. Or, it was great, you know? Yeah, And, but, of course, Superman, which, you know, at the time when Superman came out, it's not like today where there are so many comic book movies. That was the first one that became a blockbuster hit like that. It was. And, you know, for that movie, it's... The re you know, it was the first, and it also set a standard for all of the other hero movies that happened, you know, much later. But that one is so great because Donner was passionate about it. He, he, he made it, it's like a three-part movie, you know? There's the, you know, when he, you know, when he comes to Earth and he's in Smallville and all that. And then, you know, it, it's, just, it's, an, it's an epic film is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, chronicling the whole life of Clark Kent. The whole life, The development you know? of him into Superman. Yeah, and it's yeah. also... It's it's got some funniness to it, and you know, and and you know, and serious. It's got all these great elements. That's why that film works, and of course the cast. I mean, Marlon Brando, uh, Gene Hackman. You know, Gene Hackman was a great Lex Luthor. Um, um, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Superman, Reeve. His first yeah. his, his first major thing, you know, and he was, you know. From you know what I've heard from Valerie, and you know I know a lot of the other Superman cast. You know he he was like locked in. He was so taking his part so serious, which 
you know, that could be hard to do when you're in a pair of tights and on cables <laughs> floating around. But, you know, he, he took his part really serious, and it shows. That's why the movie became such a big hit, that and, you know, everybody in it. And you see Valerie, I mean, come on, Miss Teschmacher? I mean, she's funny, she's gorgeous, she's all these things, and... Playing off uh, Gene Hackman, I think, in a lot yeah, of Yeah, playing off, yeah. Playing off Hackman. He got a great, one of the few comic parts that he ever played. Exactly. Gene Hackman. It was so good in that film. And, um... And uh, Ned Beatty. Oh, yeah. As Otis. I mean, like, because, you know, they were, you know, they were their little trio. They were in the in the lair. So there was some great stuff that, that you know, they had to work off of each other. And again, when you're working with these great actors, you're especially Gene Hackman, your performance is going to be even better, you know? And there's some great behind-the-scenes stories, um, you know, uh, when they were in Canada shooting... Um, Larry Hagman, who is a great friend of Valerie's, like he he has like that really small part where he's like, I don't know, like a major or something in the army. Yeah. And you know, after the car crash, you know, all the men are. I think she needs a mouth to mouth or whatever. And then the, I wouldn't have my my men doing anything I wouldn't do or whatever. But there's all these kind of fun behind the scenes stories. Club S. And we won't get into all those things. <laughs> well, I was curious. Um you know, the editing process of putting this together up to this point, what has it been for you discovering what the story of the documentary will be? Because as you mentioned, at first you thought you were just going to make a film about the entire arc of Valerie's life, but it has turned into something else. I'm just curious how the editing has progressed to this point. Sort of where do you see the film right now? Well, it's it's interesting, you know, first again, how it's everything's changed as it's gone on you know because you know new struggles and whatnot that you know were unforeseen um but another little piece of that is the things once i got into her archives things that i found you know piece you know like home movies you know from the 1940s that her father took of her in japan dressed as i showed you and like the Japanese, uh, um, like the robes and the makeup and the black wigs, I found all these amazing things that, you know, that change, you know, that add to the film. Um, it's interesting because, you know, it's it's hard to put someone's life together. You know, how are you gonna edit that? What parts are you gonna show? How are you gonna make this film? the best representation of their life and the new things that are going on you know coming at you as you're as you're filming it you know it's yeah. it's um because as you're you're putting you know sort of connecting a to b to c something could come up that could sort of break those connections exactly exactly but i'm very lucky because uh i have two i brought um i have an amazing team with me uh aaron harvey who's a writer director um you know, he did a movie called Catch 44 with um, with Bruce Willis and Forrest Whitaker and all the. It was a really hot thing going around town. Um, I don't know, like five years ago. And he just did a new movie. He wrote both of these and directed them. Um, uh, it's called the. Na it was called something else, but now it's called The Neighbor, and it has. Oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. He's such a great character actor, and he's he worked with Valerie before. Um, William Fickner. Ah. Like he's in it, um, but I brought Aaron Aaron on board because, again, my 
everything I'd done was acting. I didn't have any, I don't have any behind the camera yeah. experience. But, but to I, give you some credit, I mean, you've done so much in terms of putting the film together yourself, too, which is incredible for someone who doesn't have that experience. I mean, you were really able to learn as you went along and, and accomplish that, which is something to be proud of. Yeah, no, thank you, for sure. And I mean, if you, some of that does lie in, in acting, you know, just being aware of things and like, you know, just kind of, um, you know, just being aware of what's happening in the room, you know, being, you know, when things happen or whatever, or, uh, or to add to that also, I, I just kind of have an awareness of things going on, you know, um, if that makes any sense at all. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, even, even in relating to interviewing other actors and, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, understanding how to photograph, how to talk to them, and have yeah. that communication. Oh yeah, I mean, important. interviewing people is, you know, it's one thing interviewing like somebody you know really well who's a friend, not a big deal, but when you go to interview someone that you don't really know, like, I mean, like anybody, like, like Lonnie Anderson was great. She was, she, everybody's been really great and really easy. I'm, you know, yeah. there's not, I've not had any trouble, but. You know, sometimes the bigger the person, you get a little nervous because you don't want to, you don't want to mess up. You know, and then yeah. then you don't want to be like, who's this guy? Where did he come from? He, what he's he doesn't know what he's doing. So um, yeah, I just kind of learned as I went along, and I got, I think you know, I got more comfortable with it, and just more comfortable like with the equipment, and you know, and and coming up with questions on the fly as as the interview turns or changes you know um but yeah the interview process uh you know i i i really applaud you know like talk talk show hosts because you think oh it's gonna be easy but you know it's not easy like you, you get seasoned and some people are better at it than others but you know it can be a hard job depending also like what the person you're interviewing is giving you you know, they say Robert uh, uh, Robert De Niro is like one of the worst interviewers ever, or yeah. uh, interviewees ever. Yeah, he kind of just blocks. Yeah, he just kind of he doesn't really give you anything, <laughs> and, and when you see him on screen, he's giving you everything. It's such a weird thing, you know. Yeah, that's interesting with actors. Some of them are so open when they're performing, but then when they want to reveal themselves, they kind of hide that away. Exactly, and well, you know, Valerie. That's one thing that made her. I think she had such an appeal to everyone at that time. It didn't matter if you're a man or a woman. I mean, you know, she had her sex appeal, but she she didn't have a filter. She would say whatever was on her mind and say, you know, what you know. She it was she, never calculated in any way. Never calculated. Yeah. It wasn't like it is. You know, like like her studio, like they, you know, they would get a little like, oh, you know, you need to kind of. And she would be joking a lot of times about things, you know, like she would say something and, and then the next interview she'd say something that was a total contradiction of what she had said the time before because she was having fun, you know, yeah. and, but she would. I mean, she's very smart, very articulate, but, you know, she was, I don't know how to put it, like she was a woman ahead of her time. I think that she, you know, in a way opened a lot of, doors for uh other women you know in the acting world uh and also she just she there was nobody like her and they really hadn't been i mean you know there was you had your may wests and your marilyn monroe's and things like that but you know i think she kind of 
she had something special in there, you know, something different, you know? Yeah, well, I think that's what makes a, a movie star, that unique quality that you can't exactly. really put your finger on. Uh, well, I was curious sort of about the Kickstarter campaign, if you could talk a little about organizing it and, and what your goal is and uh, how everybody can kind of connect to it and be a part of it. Yeah, the Kickstarter, again, with this movie, it, it was I've been working on it a long time, and I didn't really, I hadn't really thought about wrapping it up, you know, because it was just, you know, you just work on it and it goes how it goes. It was ongoing. It was ongoing, yeah. yeah. But the way the Kickstarter came up, I finally decided I need to wrap this up. And what's a better time to get this done and to get this movie, you know, this documentary out than 2018, which will be Valerie's 75th birthday and the 40th anniversary of the release of Superman two, you know, huge milestones in, well, in her life, you know, and so that was kind of my, uh, that kind of made me decide, all right, how, how am I going to get the cash to finish this up? Because as everybody knows, you know, it's, movies aren't cheap, you know, so I'd never, I'd heard of Kickstarter, I've never done it, I've never been on it. And I knew uh, of somebody else that was doing a Kickstarter film, or a, um, a Kickstarter f- uh, campaign. And ama- one of those things, amazing story, had yeah. some known in it who did all this amazing stuff in Hollywood, but the person that it was about, you, you, the average person wouldn't know who they were. Yeah. And they, their goal wasn't, it was not that far away from mine. I'd say there's like 65,000 or something. And they hit it, and they exceeded it. And they again, they had great interviews with huge movie stars and directors, which is you know all that's great. So that's when I thought, you know, Valerie has such a fan base, so many people love her. I think I'll let me try that route, you know. And so I got my team together, Aaron, and uh, my editor, who is is if anybody's uh, has seen or please do look at the Kickstarter, the video, um, Jacob uh, Kirby. He's an amazing editor. And, and he's he, been working on the film over this time. He's been working on this film uh, the whole time. He did a sizzle for me, you know, eight or nine months ago. That was the first time. Aaron, Aaron uh, knew him through another editor, and we brought him on board. And I had an idea. Like, I'd picked out pieces for a sizzle, and I was like, all right, here's kind of what I have. Very general idea. Very general, you know, yeah. of of kind of you know because i just thought okay he can kind of do something and i gave him my drive with all my footage which as a filmmaker i was like oh do i really need to give him this you know i mean i had another one but i was like is this gonna be my friends like don't worry it's cool and so he takes it and then i talk to aaron and i'm like yeah i've got an idea i've got some ideas of things he's like well he's gonna watch it all and i'm like what do you mean he's watched like every piece of footage that you've shot and this is three years of footage at this point. And I was like, wow. So anyway, he he puts something together off of, you know, the, you know, basic what I kind of wanted. Yeah. And he did put, you know, the pieces that I, you know, the few pieces I asked for. But the first, uh, the sizzle he made was just, I mean, it was amazing. And then when he did this piece for the Kickstarter... I mean, if it even if it wasn't my movie, if I just saw this on Kickstarter, I mean, I've watched that video 40 times myself because I just, I'm like, I want to see this movie. 
You know, I you know, I want to see what happens to this woman. Her story is amazing. I want to know her, you know. Yeah. So that's how I kind of came up with the Kickstarter to get this uh, doing that to get the cash to finish this up for next year to you know for those milestones in her life, um, and you know, we went for uh, seventy five thousand just because, you know, with a movie there's so many uh, costs, you know, lawyers, um, uh, you know, your editor sound color correction you mean everything you can think of uh you know it's not cheap you know and then you yeah. get into uh clips music well i noticed on the kickstarter there's some perks that you can get from donating what are what are some of those if you could share yeah um our incentives some of the some of the stuff i that we have uh they are things that have belonged to valerie you know like uh original posters and then a lot of the other stuff is all stuff that I've, um, I've gotten over the years. So <clears throat> everything's, um, everything's original. So it's, you know, uh, vintage, um, Lenny posters, vintage. I've got, I've got, um, this amazing, uh, it's an illustrated Superman poster from, from the film. Uh, and it, uh, it's signed by Richard Donner, Margot oh. Kidder, um, Sarah Douglas. Uh, I mean, it's signed by like a lot of the people in the film. I've got. There's a picture. No one has this. It's a candid shot of Valerie and Christopher Reeve, like on the on the uh, on the lot in Pinewood. And he's got his shirt off. You know, he's like probably just came out. He's either about to change or he's you know whatever. Yeah. He's already he's finished for the day or whatever. But it's a picture of him kind of tilted over he's got like a shirt like kind of slung over his back on his finger and it's him and Valerie together and he's he's totally he's in amazing shape so that picture uh, I've got on it's these it's basically like an aluminum uh, it's it's uh, printed on an aluminum kind of floating frame type thing so it's ready to hang yeah. and that's something like you can't get that anywhere else you know I think I've got maybe six of them printed up or something but that's like kind of a one-of-a-kind-ish you know thing that was hers personally and then our perks you know they go up as 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 they do i've got my one of my biggest uh perks which another thing this is totally a one-of-a-kind thing it would basically be kind of like a lob, lobby press kit from the movie superman so it comes with Kind of what a you banner, would see in a movie theater lobby. Which you would see yeah. in a movie theater lobby. So it comes with a banner, and it, you know, it says Superman, like you, you know, like you always see. So there's a banner, and I think it comes with maybe eight lobby cards. So it's individual, like, you know, screenshots from the film. Wow. And this is an original from this the... Is, uh, this is an original from, uh, from the th theater. And then it's got a poster of Christopher Reeve as Superman, where he's... You see the uh, the backgrounds, the city. You know, it looks like New York or whatever metropolis. Yeah. But he's doing this thing where he's kind of looking up and he's pointing, and it's you know it's it's a, you know it's a it's a smaller poster, but I'd say maybe like three feet by two feet or something. I don't know. But that the banner I've got signed by almost everybody that's around in the cast. Uh, Richard Donner. There's also producer credits attached to the higher items. And then our biggest, you know, our top of the line thing, um, 
you know, it's and it's well worth the money. <laughs> it's like ten grand, but it's to it's to meet Valerie. She you'll get something personal from her, something personal from her, from her collection, from her life. Then you get um, that'll be a dinner or drinks or something. Then you get to go out on a night on the town with my team. So it's uh, me, Aaron, uh, probably Jacob. You get to meet other celebrities. We're gonna see who. So we, you know, yeah. we're not putting names <laughs> up, but you know, we know some people. Um, and I th- you get an executive uh, producer credit, uh, and there's some other some other stuff in there. And then you also get some of the perks, you know, as as the things that are under it as well. So that's our big big one. But you know. It also starts off as small as a five dollar uh, backer, you know, or you know, there's it goes up a little bit, and there's like, um, uh, you know, digital download of the movie when it's done, yeah. or um, you know, there's um, you know, just uh, like stills from movies that that'll be signed by Valerie. And, but again, some of the Superman stuff, which um, which I have. You know, other members of cast of the cast have signed things with Valerie. You know, I have a I have an original eight millimeter copy of Superman in this little box. Wow. Margot signed it. Sarah Douglas has signed it. And I got to tell you, if you ever get a chance to meet Sarah Douglas, Superman fans, you got to do it. She's one of the sweetest, nicest women, and she's a really good friend of Valerie's and mine. She's fabulous. Just putting it out there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the perks are a big part of it. Um, and we, I think, uh, we have some really amazing perks, you know. Uh, what is the best way for people to find the Kickstarter page and get involved? And the best way, one of the easiest ways, if if you're not, um, you know, if you let's say you don't have social media, which everybody does nowadays, but if you don't or if you forget something, you can just Google Kickstarter Valerie Perrine. Uh, that'll that'll take you right to it. You can go to Facebook or Instagram and put my name in, Stacy Souther, which is S-T-A-C-E-Y-S-O-U-T-H-E-R. Either one of those spots, and I'll pop up. Uh, you can look Valerie up, which is probably easier than looking yeah. me up. And, of course, yeah. we'll also have a link to the Kickstarter page and they, on the podcast yeah. description, so everybody can click on it there, too. And that's a, always a great idea. Or you can look up Valerie's Instagram, which is uh, Valerie Perrine Official, and that uh, my Instagram and hers both have links, or you can um, just look either one of our names up on Facebook. And, again, you can just Google uh, Kickstarter and put Valerie Perrine, and it'll take you right to it. And I, I even again, if this wasn't my film, just go to it and look at how great the video is so you can learn a little bit about Valerie, read the campaign because it really is a, her story really is unique and amazing. And, you know, it it gives you a glimpse, just that will give you a little glimpse into her life till, you know, we get this thing finished because once the the documentary is done, it's going to, it's going to be quite amazing. And that's coming. It's coming for me as a filmmaker but it's also coming from me as, you know, someone that's really close to Valerie. I mean, when people say, how do you know her? I'm like, she's like my mother. We have that kind of relationship. So it's sharing all of these great uh, pieces of Valerie and her spirit and everything. You, you, get, you get a glimpse into that world. And I think it'll, uh, it's going to change the way a lot of people think uh, 
about her, but also, you know, reinforce she's had this incredible life. You know, she's lived in Japan as a child. She was a Vegas showgirl. She was a not just an actress. She was a movie star. She was nominated for an Oscar. She was she not she nominated and won so many awards, and again she never tried to do these things. She's just one of these people that I don't want to say luck looked down upon her or something. She was just very fortunate, but very deserving of everything that came her way and everything she got. You know. So she, again, her story is just um, it's 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 just very inspirational it's just a it's just a cool story yeah. i mean you know well thank you so much for taking the time today and you know i encourage everybody to check out the kickstarter video which is really fascinating and it grabbed my attention sparked my curiosity to learn more about valerie's life so well, wishing you. you the best of luck with the campaign hey well thank you and thanks for coming out and uh you know doing all this i mean you know it's great to um to be able to you know share that what's going on and what we're what we're working towards with everybody Thanks for listening to the Road to Cinema podcast. And remember, you can find the Kickstarter campaign for the documentary Valerie within the podcast description for this episode. We'll see you next time.